Welcome to Festival Vendor, the podcast where we share the inside story on the world of festival vending and traveling. Join us as we talk to fellow vendors, festival goers, and insiders to learn about the challenges and rewards of vending around the country. From local craft markets to large renaissance fairs, we'll explore the ins and outs of running a successful vending business on the road and loving every minute. So sit back, relax, and be inspired by the stories of those who have made the leap into the exciting world of festival vending and travel. I'm your host, Raven. If a tent is the house for your business, how do you know which tent to pick? Do you need one of those beautiful, huge period tents, or do you need a 10 by 10 canopy? Picking the right tent to vend in is important to create an attractive and functional display that will catch the eye of potential customers. Here are some factors to consider when you're selecting a tent. First, you need to think about the size. Consider the size of the tent you will need to accommodate your inventory, display, and staff. You will also need to consider the size limitations of the festival space and any restrictions on tent size. The vast majority of events will have spaces available in 10-foot increments. So generally, you're looking at either a 10 by 10 space or a 20 by 10 space. Yes, some events offer variations like 12 by 12 or even 9 by 9, but for the most part, one vendor space, one footprint is 10 by 10. I really don't recommend jumping into vending with anything bigger than a 10 by 10. First of all, the cost difference is pretty significant, both regarding the tent you'll be paying for and the fees you'll pay at every event. Secondly, you just won't need anything larger than a 10 by 10 when you're getting started. Even if the things you vend are large, there are creative ways to arrange your tent and specialty displays you can utilize that will allow you to maximize your space. When you first get started, you're facing a learning curve, plain and simple. The initial investment you make needs to be sustainable, practical, and allow for that learning curve. Start too big and you're setting yourself up to make that curve even sharper, making the journey much more difficult to navigate. If you really need a 20 by 10 capability right from the get-go, I would encourage you to buy two 10 by 10s instead of a 10 by 20. That way you can go for the bigger space when you need to, and when you don't need to, you'll always have a spare. Be aware that there may be some additional accessories that might not be entirely required, but you might want to invest in anyway if you're going to be using two 10 by 10s to make a 10 by 20. For example, there is a gutter piece that is often available for purchase that runs between both tents to help make sure that in the event of some sort of weather, particularly rain, nothing's going to be falling down in between those spaces. Plus, the fact of the matter is that most events offer 10 by 10 spaces and some just don't even offer bigger footprints than that. So if you don't have the, the capability to fill a 10 by 10 footprint, then you're severely limiting your opportunities. We purchased our first 10 by 10 undercover from Costco. And when I say it was our first tent, that's actually a bit misleading. When I first got started and I was very new, I started reaching out to local successful farmers markets and asking if they had any availability in my category. Pretty quickly, I got a phone call from the market coordinator in a local large up-and-coming farmer's market, and he told me that not only did they have availability, but they wanted me to start vending that weekend. So that was a Thursday, and I had to be ready to go on a Saturday morning. So I made the classic mistake. I ran to the local outdoor goods store, and I purchased what it said on the box was a 10 by 10 tent. 
I bought the cheapest one I could find that seemed the most accessible and easy to use. I grabbed a folding table that we happen to have and a couple of camping chairs, something that I was going to use as a tablecloth that was bright and colorful. I printed some signage that I put into spare picture frames. In other words, it was really sad and kind of pathetic and clearly I was a baby new market setup. What's more is once I got out there on Saturday morning and set up my tent for the first time, I discovered that what I had purchased was not in fact a true 10 by 10. It had a 10 by 10 bottom footprint, but angled legs, meaning that the bottom space was 10 by 10, but the head space was eight by eight. So even with my baby new setup, I was pretty lucky to have a really great first market. And that day we took back the tent I had purchased, started doing research on commercial grade, true 10 by 10s. Ultimately, we decided to go with the undercover, not only because we felt that we were getting a good price with our Costco membership, but also because it was a commercial grade, reputable fire retardant tent with readily available replacement sides and tops. And I have to say, we've been incredibly happy with it ever since. In fact, when wild weather and wicked windstorms finally destroyed it several years into our business, we went right back to Costco and bought another one. And we bought it even though we actually did have a second 10 by 10, which was our spare and the tent that we used when we needed to fill a 10 by 20 space. That one was an ABC canopy, and everybody recommended it to us for a couple of reasons. One was that it's fairly lightweight and really easy to open and close by yourself, and because they had a readily available assortment, not only of replacement parts, but of additional accessories in case you wanted something like a hanging canopy off the front or different style of wall. And we still have that ABC. But to be honest, we don't like it nearly as much. It is lightweight, it is easy to work with, but it just does not feel as sturdy as our original tent. So it's back to being our backup or our spare tent. The best way to start thinking about which tent brand you want to go with, in addition to doing your research, of course, is to go to events and look at other people's tent setups. We still do that to this day. I encourage you to go in and speak to the vendors about their tents. Most of us take a lot of pride in these little spaces that we create and these tents, these little tiny structures that we rely on so much. We're really happy to talk about why we picked the tent that we picked and whether or not we're happy with it. And you will find that most other vendors will be really happy to do the same. Speaking of accessories, that's another something to consider. What is the capability like for the tent that you want to pick, that you're thinking about picking? What is the capability to support accessories? Consider whether there are options such as different side panels. Are there awnings? Is there flooring available? These things can provide additional protection and additional functionality. And again, I really advise you to go with a company that has ready access to replacement parts and optional accessories. And speaking of accessories, another reason to consider a 10 by 10 commercial tent instead of a period tent is because of the number of accessories available to you these days that will make it look like a period tent. There's a great company called Covering Up Historically, and they offer 10 by 10 tent roof covers or replacements for as little as $150, which is a great deal when you consider the price of a real period tent numbering in the thousands. 
These covers look great. They're colorful. They fit that period theme and they offer all sorts of styles. I wouldn't mind one myself. I freely admit that. There are several companies that also sell tent leg covers and drop ceilings made from all sorts of fabrics and materials. But these are also things that you can create for yourself. You don't actually have to pay someone else for it. Consider how durable the tent is. Make sure the tent is made of really long-lasting materials that can withstand various weather conditions, including wind and rain. The tent should also be able to hold up under heavy use and transport. This is definitely one of the elements you're going to look for in your initial research. And I would add that it is better to err on the side of durability instead of weight. Aluminum might be lightweight, but it won't be as durable. And even if you are diligent in making sure that your tent is staked and weighted, one good storm can crumble even a sturdy tent. That's what happened to us after many years of use. So again, I don't blame the tent. You just have to be prepared for events like that. And the best way to be prepared when it comes to your tent is making sure that you feel as confident as you can about its durability. If you're looking outside of a standard commercial grade 10 by 10 canopy, make absolutely certain that the materials being used in the tent are going to be weatherproof and waterproof. A lot of large period tent makers use sun forger water repellent as well as high quality heavy duty canvas. Be sure to check and see what warranties are available. And if you're buying a commercial 10 by 10 canopy, make sure that it has the appropriate fire retardant. Another little tip, Make sure that you're really happy with the traveling case that the canopy comes in if you're going with a commercial grade tent. We've been through several of these. We're still looking to find one that we really like, but the bag that the tent initially came in for travel that zips up around it and has wheels, those things fall apart so incredibly quickly. Part of the appeal of a great tent should be the durability of the bag it comes in? Is it going to make it easy for you to roll around even sometimes in grassy, difficult to reach areas? Is it going to actually help you carry it? Is it made of material that's really going to last through being picked up, shoved into the back of a truck and taken back out? Tent bag can be key to making your life a lot easier with whatever tent you pick. Another thing to consider is ventilation. Consider the airflow of the tent, especially if you'll be using heat-generating equipment like cooking or lighting devices. Most period tents will offer the option to include a stove vent in their tents, and if you plan to camp in it or use any heating element at all, I really recommend you go ahead and plan for that extra expense. Make sure the tent has windows or vents to prevent overheating or stuffiness. Windows can mean actual windows or flaps in the walls of the tent as well as adjustable vents in the top. The one thing that we noticed in between our two is the one that we bought first and the one that we bought years later are the vents in the top. The initial tent that we bought had several vents that when you adjusted the top pole would open up and really allow great ventilation. For some reason, the second one that we got only has one flap open. And we do events that are really cold and we'll have a heater going, a gas propane heater, something like that, in the tent. And if you don't have all that ventilation, it could be difficult to regulate appropriately. So it's really something to consider. You also want to think about ease of setup. The tent should be easy to set up and take down with clear instructions or at least intuitive design. Ideally, it should require minimal tools or additional equipment to set up. This is another something to consider. 
If you aren't going with a lightweight commercial 10 by 10 tent, if you want to start with a period or a marquee tent, you need to be prepared for the demands of the setup. These tents use poles and heavy-duty canvas, all of which weigh a lot, as you can imagine. A larger tent will easily weigh more than 100 pounds. Getting them up can be complex. I know many seasoned vendors who are highly confident in their ability to set up and take down their period tent on their own, so I am not at all saying it's impossible. However, these same vendors also admit that they would always prefer to have help. And ease of takedown is just as important. You should also consider visibility. Again, we recommend a white 10 by 10 because it covers so many situations. If you're participating in both themed and mainstream events, you'll find that most mainstream events require a white tent. Having that replacement or alternate top is then the best way to cover all of your bases. Make sure that your color scheme also serves your business. If you're going with a period tent, choose one with a color or design that will stand out from the surrounding tents and attract customers. You may also want to consider additional branding elements, such as banners or signs, to make your tent even more visible. My tip here is to just be sure that you read your contract with, your, with the events that you're participating in and make sure that you ask questions if you have them. Often, as long as you are following the basic tent requirements and honoring the rules and regulations of visibility and signage that each event allows for, you've still got a lot of freedom. You can use banners, flags, all sorts of extra details to make your tent stand out from everybody else. Lastly, you want to consider your budget when selecting a tent. There are a wide range of options available from inexpensive pop-ups to more expensive custom design tents. Determine how much you can afford to spend and choose a tent that meets your needs within that budget. Our Undercover and the ABC both cost just around $300. When you add in sandbags, weights, you can add another 50. If we added a cover from covering up historically and maybe some leg covers, we'd be approaching $1,000. But that's for two tents. Most period tents start around $1,500. Now, it might sound here like I'm telling people not to even consider a period tent, and I want to be really clear that I'm not saying that at all. I love amazing tents. We've been in this business for years, and we still dream of the period tent that we're going to buy someday. Even today, we walk around our favorite events whenever we have time and admire all of the Panther Primitives or Underhill or Tentsmith's tents that we see, and we stop. And we talk to the vendors and we ask them about their tents because they really are the ultimate in renaissance and themed vending. They bring that level of authenticity that these sorts of events and the customers who attend them are really looking for. Nothing looks more professional at a themed event than a beautiful canvas tent. They are amazing feats of handcraftsmanship and there are really several reliable companies in the industry that people have used for many, many years. There are sometimes opportunities to even buy those tents from other vendors who are selling them because maybe they're going out of business or they're going with a different option. In my experience, this doesn't happen particularly often, but it does happen. And if you're paying attention, you can jump on a really great deal from someone else in the business. You just can't ignore the fact that they are really expensive and bulky and heavy and will require a different mindset around travel and setup and tear down. With that said, 
A high-quality, durable period tent can also open doors for you that might otherwise be closed. If you have a product that a large festival is interested in jurying into their event, a period tent from the beginning can mean the difference between the vendor coordinator selecting you or someone else. The fact of the matter is that period tents are still the industry standard as far as most Renaissance and themed events go. If a period tent is right for you, then my first suggestion is that you attend several Renaissance festivals or themed events. Walk around the entire event and find all of the tents that you like. Go in and ask the vendors about the tent. Ask them about the pros, the cons, setup, takedown. Ask them if they would do anything differently. I would especially encourage you to find vendors who sell what you sell or sell something similar to it so that you can see how their products fit inside different tent sizes and styles. From there, start doing some research with different primitive tent companies. I don't think I'm alone in saying that Panther Primitives was the largest and most well-known tent maker for many, many years, but they recently decided to close for good, um, which is very sad and came as sort of a sad shock to a lot of us in the industry. I know they're still taking orders for just a little while longer, so if you're listening to this at the start of 2024, reach out if you're ready to make that jump to it now before they run out of inventory. But you can definitely still keep an eye out for a used Panther tent in great condition. You can also check out Tent Smiths or Midwest Tent. We were actually leaning toward buying one from Underhill, which was a different company, but they also went out of business, which is really kind of crazy. So if I love tents so much, why haven't I bought one yet? It honestly comes down to two things. And yes, one of them is the price. I continue to find it very difficult to commit to a several thousand dollar purchase for a tent that I know I won't be able to use at every event that we currently participate in. If we finally settle down into really large multi-weekend renaissance festivals that require a period tent, then I'm sure we will immediately start the process of really buckling down and buying one. But in the meantime, it just doesn't make a lot of financial sense because I feel like it really limits my availability as a vendor. At the largest multi-weekend festival that we do, we have a building. And honestly, that event would be the only one I would consider buying a period tent for at this point. But because we have a building, we don't need a tent. I find that our 10 by 10 commercial grade canopy really provides portability and flexibility. And with the accessories, even I know that I'm only spending half or even a third as much as I would on a period tent. By considering all of these factors, you can choose the right tent to sell your wares at Renaissance and themed festivals and also mainstream events, depending on which option you choose, and create an attractive and functional display that will help increase your sales and attract more customers. If you're interested in the details of how you can successfully and artfully make a commercial tent look gorgeous and period-themed, let us know. Your questions and your support drive us here at Festival Vendor. Join the conversation on our Facebook group, follow us on TikTok and Instagram, or show your support here by clicking any of the links in the show notes. Until next time, happy vending, and we'll see you at the fair.